Imagine if you were forced to hide in your house all the time. You cannot step out even to the corridor of your own house. You cannot turn on the lights for long period of time. How would you spend your time? What would you miss about your normal life? considered to be the most devastating war in human history. The war was the result of the German leader Adolf Hitler's dream to expand the territories of Germany. He was the leader of the Nazi party whose members were called Nazis. During the war, countless Jews were killed. For escaping such place, Jews fled to other countries. This is the moving tale of one such family. Otto Frank, a Jewish banker, had two daughters, Margaret and Annie. The Frank were living in Germany. When Hitler came to power and began capturing Jews to protect his family in 1933. Otto Frank, with his family, moved to the hospitable Netherlands. Growing up in Amsterdam, Frank was not brilliant, but was chiefly remarkable for the interest she took in other people's character. She was the chatterbox and was always surrounded by the chattering crowds. On 12 June 1942, Annie celebrated her 13th birthday and here she got a diary as a birthday present. She started very small excitement and teenage grievance recording in that diary. After Nazis started searching Netherlands for Jews, they went into hiding along with another friend's family. The second floor in the attic of Otto Frank's office building were converted into a secret apartment to house them. They lived in constant fear. Their only link with the outside world was provided by a radio and by four courageous members of the Otto Frank staff. Now, the vicious Annie began to suffer from loneliness and lack of communication. In absence of friends, she began to share all her innermost thoughts with a diary, addressing her entries to an imaginary friend, Kitty. She wrote with complete honesty a young girl's thoughts and feelings, her longings and her loneliness. 
Here are a few Annie's diary entries. The first to belong to the period before Annie and her family went into hiding. Saturday 20 June 1942 Paper has more patience than people. This thought came to my mind on a day when I was feeling depressed and was sitting at home bored, restless, wondering what to do. Yes, paper does have more patience. And since I am planning not to let anyone else read this stiff-packed notebook, greatly referred to as diary, unless I should never find a real friend, it probably will not make a bit of difference. Now, I am back to the point that prompted me to keep a diary. Let me put it more clearly, since no one will believe that a 13-year-old girl is completely alone in the world. And I am not. I have loving parents and 16-year-old sister. And there are 30 more about people I can call friends. On the surface, I seem to have everything except my one true friend. This is why I have started this diary. So, I want this diary to my friend and I am going to call it Kitty. My father didn't marry my mother until he was 36 and my mother was 25. Margaret was born in Frankfurt and Maine in 1926. Because we are Jewish, my family emigrated to Holland in 1933. Margaret and I were sent to Aachen to stay with our grandmother. I started right at Montesson Nursery School. In the sixth form, my teacher was Mrs. Cuperus, the headmistress. In summer of 1941, Grandma fell ill and had to have an operation, so my birthday passed with little celebration. Grandma died in January 1942. The four of us is doing well and present date is 20 June 1942. Sunday 21 June 1942 Dearest Kitty, our entire class is quaking in its boots. The reason is the forthcoming meeting in which teacher decides who will move up to the next form and who will be kept back. Well, if you ask me, there are so many dummies in my class that about a quarter of class must be kept back. But teachers are the most unpredictable creatures of the earth. I get along pretty well with my teachers. There are nine of them, seven men and two women. Mr. Kissing, the old forgy who teaches maths, was annoyed with me for ages for I talked too much. After several warnings, he assigned me to write an essay on the subject, the chatterbox. What can you write about that? I would worry about that later. I decided and tried to keep quiet. That evening, after I would finish the rest of my homework, the note about the essay caught my eye. I began thinking about the subject. I thought and thought and suddenly, I had an idea. I argued 
in my three page essay that talking is an inherited trait and that I would do my best to keep it under control but I would never be able to cure myself of the habit. Mr. Kissing had a good laugh at my arguments but when I proceeded to talk my way through the next lesson he assigned me a second essay. This time it was supposed to be on an incorrigible chatterbox. <laughs> I handed it in and Mr. Kissing had nothing to complain about for two whole lessons. However, during the third lesson he would finally had enough Annie Frank as punishment for talking in the class. Write an essay entitled Quack Quack, said Mr. Chatterbox. The class roared. I had to laugh too, though I would I had nearly exhausted my ingenuity on the topics of chatterboxes. It was time now to come up with my something original. My friend Sani, who's good at poetry, helped me write the entire essay in verse. I finished the poetry and Mr. Kissing saw it and made some comments and to several classes as well. Since then, I have not been assigned to any extra homework. Yours, Annie. Now comes the following diary which was written shortly before the betrayal of Annie and their family to the Nazis in August 1944. Saturday, 15 July 1944. Dearest Kitty, we have received a book from the library with the challenging title. What do you think of a modern girl? I want to talk about this subject. The writer criticizes today's youth from top to toe, though without demising them all as hopeless cases. On the contrary, she believes that they have it within their power to build a bigger, better and more beautiful world, but that they occupy themselves with superficial things. I have an outstanding trait in my character which must strike anyone who's known to me for any length of time. I have a great deal of self-knowledge. In everything I do, I can watch myself as if I were a stranger. I can stand across from the everyday Annie and without being biased or making excuses, watch what she is doing both good and bad. This self-consciousness never leaves me and every time I open my mouth, I think you should have said that differently or that's fine the way it is. But I have talked about these things so often before. Now I would like to turn to the chapter where father and mother don't understand me. My parents have always spoiled me rotten, treated me kindly and done all that parents can. And yet, for a long time, I have felt so terribly lonely, left out neglected and misunderstood. Father did everything 
He could took out my rebel spirit, but it was of no use. I have cured myself by holding my behavior up to the light and looking at what I was doing wrong. Why did father fall short when he tried to offer me a helping hand? The answer is he used the wrong methods. He was always about to talk to me as if I were a child going through a difficult phase. He failed to see that this struggle to triumph over my difficulties was more important to me than anything else. It's really a wonder that I have abandoned all my ideals. They seem so absurd and impractical. Yet I cling to them because I still believe in spite of everything that people are truly good at heart. It's utterly impossible for me to build my life on a foundation of chaos, suffering and death. I see the world being slowly transformed into a wilderness. I feel the suffering of the millions. And yet, when I look up at the sky, I somehow feel that everything will change for the better. That this cruelty too will end that peace and tranquility will return once more. In meantime, I must hold on to my ideas. Yours and yours. Thus wrote Annie Frank. She had decided that after the war, she would publish a book based on a diary. She had written, I want to go on living even after my death. Annie Frank died at the age of 15 in March 1945 at a concentration camp in Nazi-occupied Germany only days before the war came to an end and the prisoners were freed. Her father Otto Frank somehow survived the war and he began the search of his daughters. Annie's diary was found by Mike Geese. He decided to publish the diary and fulfill Annie's wish.